Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear hotline. My calendar is all marked up. So don't call me. Between September and the end of the year, I will be busy. Meanwhile, the NBA season is going out in appropriate fashion, and the great Bob Costas will come along for the ride today. Busy, busy, busy. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. All right, the only place I can start is with a little moment for psychoanalysis. Here we go. You know that is a very important subject for me. And in my newfound quest to be optimistic, I'm going to let the staff, whom I affectionately call the hashtag crew, Choose the way we begin the show today, and I will tell you why. I've been reading this book by a doctor named Martin Seligman, who is, it is a book about optimism. And the idea, I've always believed that whether you are optimistic or pessimistic, that's something you're born with and you can't do anything about. You're just inclined to be either an optimist. We all know people like that. And we all know people like me who are pessimistic, who always see the negative side of things. I've always said my glass is neither half full nor half empty. My glass has like a sip left. That's been my way of looking at life for most of my life. And I've always thought there was nothing I could necessarily do about that. I'll give you the example here. Another one, the difference between an optimist and a pessimist. An optimist likes spring because after spring, summer is coming. You're always thinking about what's coming up next. The pessimist loves spring. The optimist likes the fall. Because they just live in the moment. I love the fall, but the pessimist in the fall just thinks, well, winter is coming. So I don't care how nice it is right now. It's going to be snowing and freezing, and I'm going to be scraping ice off my windshield with a credit card in like two weeks. So I could do one of two things here. I could start the show by talking about the NFL schedule, which makes me happy and excited. Or I could talk about the NBA, which makes me aggravated and cranky. So I'm going to let the hashtag crew choose first. Let me start with Bubba. Bubba, who actually uh, many people may not know, but he was credited uh, with having done a lot of the research that Dr. Seligman did in that optimism book. He has uh, multiple uh, degrees in the area of psychiatry and psychology. Bubba, would you prefer that we start today with the NBA, which makes me angry, or the NFL, which makes me excited? And so you're saying the Mets are not an option? The Mets are not an option. We will get to your beloved Metropolitans at some point, but that's not where it's going to begin. Oh, well, then you got to go NFL. All right, we'll start with the NFL. Devin, which way are you going? Can I can I offer a third option, Green? No, you cannot, Devin. <laughs> what is the matter with him? I mean, I, 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 Devin, I just gave you two choices. What is the matter I with him? I don't you? want to hear his option. What is he going to I offer? don't want to hear an option. Let me ask you a question, Devin. Yes. When you walk into McDonald's yep. and they say, would you like the chicken McNuggets or the hamburger? Do you say, do you have sushi? I'm just interested in some sushi. If they offer sushi on the menu, I would try it. Yeah. I understand that, but it isn't on the menu because it's McDonald's. I just gave you two options. Choose one. All right, let's go NFL. Okay, thank you. This is just not that complicated. <laughs> Nuno, I mean, I'm I'm exhausted. We haven't even started yet, and I'm exhausted. Nuno, which yeah. way do you go? Yeah, I'm ready to go home already. Uh, we're going to go NFL, please. All right, we will do NFL. So Hambo gives it th- perfect. We will start the optimistic way. Let's start with the NFL. The NFL is billing this as the biggest season ever. Just think about how many record holders we might have. But I think all in all, look, football is football. The more, the merrier for us. Let's just get it going. Here we go. Last night, the schedule comes out, and this is Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. A lot of things do depend on last night. People say, oh, it's not a big night. Yes, it is. 
You find out a lot of things. You just have to know where to look. Let's start by talking about the Patriots. The New England Patriots have a very, very bad schedule. If you look at the things that were determined last night, it's not about who you play. It's about when you play. The New England Patriots are the only team in the league that will play three teams this year that are coming off their bye. They, in fact, have the worst net rest differential compared to their opponents in the entire league at negative 15 days. Over the course of their 17 games, the teams they play will have 15 more days of rest than they will. And again, they play three teams that are coming off buys. If you think that stuff doesn't matter, you're wrong. Remember last year when I told you the Washington football team was going to beat Pittsburgh and knock Pittsburgh from the rank of the unbeaten and everybody made fun of me? And I said, no, I'm right because the Steelers are playing their third game in 11 days. That's because rest in the NFL means everything. People talk about pitchers on three days rest. In the NFL, rest is everything. The Patriots got an enormous disadvantage yesterday as the schedule came out because they will play not one, not two, but three games against teams that will be coming off their bye. That is a disadvantage, but it is not the worst schedule. The team that got the worst schedule this year was the Las Vegas Raiders. Boy, the league hates the Raiders. They still haven't gotten over Al Davis after all these years. (laughs) The Raiders have four games on short rest this year. Four games. On short rest, no one else in the sport has as many. I mean, that really does seem like an unfair disadvantage, right? Like, 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 how can that be? How can everyone not play the same number of games on short rest? I guess it's impossible. You're taking 32 teams. You're plugging them into 17 games in 18 weeks. You don't even add a second pie. They just are not worried about it at all. Just play. It's not going to work that way. I'm sorry, John Gruden. That, I guarantee you he is fuming today. Behind closed doors, John Gruden is fuming. They have more games on short rest than any other team in the sport this season. The Steelers have it tough. They play five of their last six against teams that made the playoffs last year. The Broncos start fast if Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback. Their first three games against the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets who went a combined 9-39 and 39 last season. Denver should get off to a fast start. But then the most interesting scheduling quirk, straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise, of the entire day belongs to the NFC East. If you think that you know who's going to win the NFC East, I'm here to tell you that we won't know the answer to that question on Thanksgiving. When we get to Thanksgiving is when the NFC East race begins. All of the teams in that division finish with each other. The Cowboys, three of their last four, are in the division. The Eagles, their last four, are in the division. Washington, their last five games are in the division. It is incredible. They're just playing each other in December and into January. Bear in mind, we're going two weeks into January this year. The final Sunday of the NFL season is January 9th. But anyway, the point I'm making is five games in a row at the very end, the Washington football team will play inside the division. So what might be the unintended consequence of that? I asked that question to Teddy Bruschi on TV this morning. Teddy is extraordinarily good on Get Up, by the way. And his answer was fascinating. He brought up my two least favorite words in sports. I said to him in the meeting, actually, it was this morning in our pre-show meeting, 6.15 this morning. 
I said, Teddy, what does that mean? You're a, you're a player on a team, and you're looking. Your last five games are all in the division. He said, Greeny, those games are all worth a game and a half. So if you think about it, they have seven and a half games to play the last five weeks of the season. He said, you could see teams load manage before that stretch. He said, you could see a team like Washington look at the weeks before that. They've got a game with the Raiders. They have some other games here or there, whatever it might be, and say, you know what? We need to be at our best in that stretch. So Chase Young's got a little bit of an ankle. This guy, that guy, whoever it might be. You could see load management in the NFL. The impact of a 17-game schedule. Lewis Riddick chimed in on this as well on TV this morning, talking about teams with late buys. There are teams who have buys week 13 and 14 this year. He said, watch for the possibility of load management in the NFL. It could be an unintended consequence of the expansion of the season. Now, if you've listened to me, you know that for years I have been railing about this. There's nothing I hate more than load management. But in the NFL, I fully get it. The biggest problem with load management in any sport is that it works. It makes sense. If competitive gain, if all you care about is winning a championship, then I fully understand sacrificing a battle or two along the way in the interest of winning a war. That's why the NBA has done what they've done to try and combat it with the play-in tournament and all sorts of other things. We're going to get to them in a minute. But the point of it is, as you look at the NFL schedule release yesterday, just stick that in the back of your mind. All these teams just play each other in the NFC East, the glamour division of the entire sport in the months of December and January. That will be worth watching. I am Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Speaking of load management... The NBA made me mad last night, and you will hear why as we continue in a moment. Just getting started. Bob Costas today with Greeny on ESPN Radio. The NFL season never ends. Football, you have to be dedicated. It's a very violent game. You will have someone hurt by not taking it serious. Get the very latest starting with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Key, J, and Z. Tomorrow starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and on the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, 
give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny rolling along with you on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guests like the legendary Bob Costas a little over an hour from now. On the Goodyear Hotline, Nuno has a good question before I dive into my NBA thoughts. Nuno asked me a question during the break I think is worth sharing, and he will ask it in 30 seconds after I remind you that for all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. All right, so we were talking about the NFC East and how they all play each other at the end of the season, and my producer, Nuno Teixeira, had an interesting question. Nuno. So, based upon your talking about how they backloaded this, how many of those NFC East teams, when we get to that point, will have different starting quarterbacks? So how many of the four teams in the division will have a different starting quarterback? Washington, the Giants, the Eagles... And the Cowboys, well, we have fans of each one of those teams represented on our staff. So I will start with the easy one. Bubba, the Cowboy fan, who is your quarterback going to be in December? Well, we'll probably be the backup because we're going to be resting Dak at that point. <laughs> so I, does that count? <laughs> okay. I don't know. Perfectly played. Perfectly played. Typical Bubba. So Dallas obviously is not a part of the conversation. Hembo is an Eagles fan. Jalen Hurts will start the season as your quarterback. Will he still be the quarterback in December? Gosh, I hope so. Because if we got rid of Carson Wentz for Jalen Hurts to get benched in favor of Joe Flacco, that w- it would be Armageddon in Philadelphia. So is your expectation that he will keep that job through the season. It is. They'll give him every shot he, he they'll give him every shot to, to win and keep that job, I'd say. Oh, for two. Mm-hmm. To the Giants we go. Nuno, you yourself are a diehard Giant fan. Daniel Jones, the starting quarterback. Will he still be after Thanksgiving? I mean, if Mike Glennon is starting, you think I'm cynical now? Wait till, <laughs> wait till then. But yes, I think he is starting. Now let me ask the question to you. As the Fan or the guy who says the Washington football team is the best team in this division and will win this division, will they have a different starting quarterback at this point? I say no. And again, I'm not a fan of the Washington football team. Just to clarify what Nuno was saying for, for anyone who doesn't listen regularly, I just think they're a much better team than they're giving credit for being. That defense is elite. If you told me right now they're going to have the best defense in the NFL this year, you would get no argument out of me. And they drafted on that side of the ball, and they, they, they brought in a good free agent in the secondary. The, the, the defensive line is the best in the spoil, right there with the Rams as the best in the sport. They're great. And I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a sneaky good choice. Like, I know he's never made the playoffs, but you know who I'm thinking of? And, and uh, Nuno, you certainly will remember this. 
Remember when Vinny Testaverde came to the Jets sort of late in his career and what his reputation was? I mean, in Tampa, he was Vinny Interceptaverde and all that kind of stuff. And he came to the Jets late in his career to a good team uh, and was just basically told, let's, let's not screw this thing up here and, and, and be a little more careful with the ball. We'll run it with Curtis Martin and all the rest of that stuff. And, and he was great for the Jets in 98. And they might have won the Super Bowl in 99 if he didn't tear his Achilles. And that, I feel like, is what Fitzpatrick Nuno could be in Washington this year. Do you see the comparison between those two? I know what you're talking about, but I also think that they need a dynamic quarterback. I, it's, and I don't think he's that guy. I think he will win them some games, but at the end of the day, I think he'll lose them some games. And Ron Rivera might feel like they can go back to Taylor Heineke Uh and win games, playing defensively, and not take any chances. I guess that, look, Taylor Heineke, I thought, acquitted himself extremely well on that one playoff game against uh, Tampa. Why are you laughing? Because he played better against that defense than anyone else that faced the Tampa defense. And there's a lot lot much better quarterbacks than Taylor Heineke. That's a good point. He played better against that defense than Breeze did, than Rodgers did. (laughs) Well, I shouldn't say than Mahomes did. Mahomes played well. I mean, considering Mahomes did not have either of his tackles, and he ran 497 yards before throwing the football or getting sacked in that Super Bowl, um, and had a couple of brilliant passes dropped in that game. Whatever. The point is, Heineke played well. Okay, look, I'll, get, I'll grant you this. It's the likeliest of the four. I think Hertz holds on to that job. I, I think they want to give Hertz every opportunity, and I, I think that's the one there is the least chance that they will turn to the bench to try and win the division. Dallas, obviously, Dak is the guy. He's the best quarterback in the division. I think the Giants give Daniel Jones every chance as well. The likeliest change, Nuno, to your question is that it would take place in Washington. We'll see if that's what winds up happening. Uh, we are uh, Greeny here on ESPN Radio, brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, proud to serve members of the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Our members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. It just comes down to getting a couple more days for LeBron, and they're going to prioritize health above seating. If they're 100% healthy and they're full roster, they can run through the play-in tournament. All right. So, I mean, I just have to do this. You know, I I spent a few minutes here yesterday on this show talking about how it felt like now the stretch run was beginning in the NBA. And now we're going to get to Harden is coming back and LeBron is coming back. And won't this be great? And now we're now we're really getting somewhere. And then as the day went on, they just started coming in the notes. No Kyrie tonight. No Anthony Davis tonight. No LeBron tonight. And in fact, LeBron actually posted a tweet that said, Getting close, but I won't be in the lineup tonight. But more importantly, I will be there to put that championship banner in the rafters at Staples Center in front of our fans. I'm sorry, what? 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 Allow me to be the one who has to say it. Nothing is more important. Nothing is more important than playing a game. You have a game. Remember when Allen Iverson had to sit there and defend why he wasn't giving it his all in practice? Not the game, not a game, not this game that I die for, but practice. We've now gone from a question of whether practice is worthy of fighting over to whether a game is worth playing. More importantly, I'll be there to raise the banner. What are you talking about? Nothing is supposed to be more important than playing the game. 
I've been yelling and screaming about this for years on the radio, and I remember people would make fun of me all the time. Greeny, you're overreacting to this load management. Overreacting. Ratings aren't being impacted. Fans are still showing up in seats. Well, how's it looking now? How's it looking now? They are reaping what they sow. And here's what they have sown. Don't tell me to care about your games if you're telling me you don't. Don't tell me I should get excited about these games if you're telling me you don't. You're not excited. It's more important to raise the banner. Anyone can raise the banner. We came to watch a game. We came to watch you play. You're the best player. Now, again, I don't like doing this when it comes to LeBron because LeBron traditionally has not load managed. And I get it. It's an unusual season. And I get it that they had all these compressed and the games are coming back to back and we've had the coronavirus. And I get all of that. But at the end of the day, it is just a perfect microcosm of what has gone wrong here. The players have decided the regular season doesn't matter. And for all of the hand-wringing and consternation about what's wrong with going on in the NBA, why all this and that happening, that's why. That is why. Because as sports fans, I love this sport. I grew up, I sat in the garden, I can still smell it. My dad would take me to games at Madison Square Garden when I'm six, seven years old, and people would still smoke cigars in the garden back in those days. And I, it smell, I can still smell it, and I liked it. I say that in a positive way. And people, I, I, I loved it. It was magic. Going to the garden was magical when I was a kid. And then it stunk. But they played, and all these stars would come into town, and i watch them play. And Elvin Hayes is coming into town. Rick Barry is coming into town. All these guys, this is my youth. Nowadays, these guys don't play. You have to play. And James Harden goes out there last night. Oh, look, I'm good. It doesn't matter. The Nets have played seven games together. Seven. James Harden has played more games with the Rockets this season than he has played with KD and Kyrie. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're telling you it doesn't matter. Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. We'll just be, we'll just, we'll just flip a light switch on. Okay. They're probably right. They're going to win. They're infinitely better than everybody else. But the problem is, what, am I, what are we doing here? What am I watching? How am I supposed to be excited about this? So I don't know about you, but that really rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not playing tonight, guys, but more importantly, I'll be there to raise the banner. Raise the banner? Yeah, it's a nice moment. But I didn't show up there last night to see them raise the banner. I showed up there last night to watch the best players in the world play basketball. Have we lost sight of that? Isn't that what this is supposed to be? So, listen, if there's one thing they need to address, and I give them all the credit in the world, Adam Silver, I mean, for these players to come out and say uh, that that, that they hate the play-in tournament, whoever thought of the play-in tournament should be fired, are you kidding me? The play-in tournament is the only thing making guys play now at all. The entire league would be sitting this thing out. (laughs) They're trying to get out of the play-in, some of these guys. Well, it's, it's ingenious. Adam Silver gets it. Adam Silver is a brilliant man. I'm not his PR representative, so I don't care if you like him or don't like him, but I'm here to tell you as one who has been around him, he's smarter than just about anybody you'll ever meet. And he sees the problem. He knows this is an issue. And so they created the play-in tournament, and it's brilliant. But it's demonstrating that so far it's not enough. It's not enough. Because the Lakers have decided it's more important not to play the last week of the season than it is to avoid the play-in tournament. They're actually talking about using the play-in tournament as a way of sort of getting yourself revved up, getting warmed up. 
Like, that's the preseason. They're, they're talking about the play-in tournament like it's their preseason. What is going on here? And how did it get to this? So, I mean, I, I, I hope that it does not seem like I'm overreacting. But last night, I really exploded. I mean, there we were. We were talking all day yesterday. I feel like a fool. I sat here yesterday telling you, you know what? Now I feel excited about this. We're going to have something to sink our teeth into. Harden's coming back. LeBron is coming back. These games feel like they matter. No, I guess not. I guess not. But the one simple fact of all of this is that if it means more to me than it means to them, we've identified the problem. Let me very quickly get a take from Nuno on this, because Nuno, you love the NBA as much as I do, and I appreciate your love for it, and you have been less upset about this historically than I have, maybe because this one season that you and I are working together for the first time, your beloved Knicks are finally our team worth watching, and maybe you're sort of riding on that magic Mm -hmm. carpet. But are you as put off by this as I am big picture 30 seconds, Nuno? Yeah, I'm tired of it. It needs to end. They need to figure out, you know, something, and I... Don't give me the excuse of condensed season and everything else. Just fix this. Yeah, and look, next season won't be condensed. If, if, if someone wants to tell me that the, if this was unique, if this was only happening now, then I would look the other way. I'd say, all right, you know what? It's been a crazy year, coronavirus, everything else, 60 days, in, however many days there were between the end of the finals and the start of the next season. I get all of it. I get it. If this was not a problem that has been building for a something close to a decade, Greg Popovich started it. And it was Greg Popovich who first figured out, I'm not going to play Tim Duncan every game. Why would I? Remember, he wasn't even traveling him. The league made him travel. So at least fans would get to see Tim Duncan sitting on the sideline. Because it's just, it's, it's, and this is just not the way this was. I don't know how it got here. But more importantly, I don't know how we get it back. We got to go back the other direction. Because this is just not working. And for all of the other problems, I think, are meaningless compared to this. If you love the sport, I can't imagine you don't agree with me. I've loved it all my life. It breaks my heart to see the way this thing is going. All right, I need to cheer up a little bit, so let's do something that'll make me feel better. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. I just want you to know I'm getting old. You want to hear how old I'm getting? Hembo, you're going to like this story. Hemba, how old are you? I'm 31. I know, but, but you're 31 sort of going on 70, so I think mm. you'll appreciate this. You know, when we're young, you, you get excited about the possibility of, of going out and having fun and doing fun things, whatever they might be. Of course. Yeah. So yesterday, Stace and Stevie, my, my wife and my son, we're going out for dinner. Our son is graduating from high school in a couple of weeks. So this is sort of a wistful, emotional time for all of us. And whatever. So Stevie and his best friend, and the moms, the, mother, the mom is Chris McKendry from, from ESPN, from SportsCenter, and, and now the leader of our television, of, of our tennis coverage. Um, we are all very close family friends. And so they were going out for dinner last night, the four of them, just a little, you know, mother and son. And we have pictures of the two of them, of Stace and Chris, with their stomachs touching when they were. So, I mean, these kids have literally, they're born 10 days apart. They've been best friends literally their entire lives. So they're going out for a little dinner last night, just the four of them. Lovely. Very nice. So Stace tells me this, like two in the afternoon, she says to me, what, what do you want to do about dinner? Because I'm not going to be here tonight. Stevie and I are going out. And the first thought that enters my mind, right? The first thought is, 
boy, I'm going to get a lot of sleep tonight. <laughs> that is the first thought I had. How early am I getting into bed tonight? This is, this is a terrible moment in my life that that was all I could think of. But all I could think of was, what time are they going? I will be in bed at 7.15. 7.15 last night, I'm in bed with a book. I'm reading a book I really like. I'm in bed with a book. I don't think I read three pages. I'm out like a light. <laughs> out like a light. And the next thing I know, the alarm is going off. I mean, the, I, I, I am upset about it, but I just felt I need to share it. Maybe it's cathartic. Maybe it's a little bit of, of therapy for me to be able to express this to you. But the only thought I had yesterday when I heard that my wife and my son were not going to be in the house was, oh, I am going to get so much sleep tonight. And I do not like the way that sounds. Even as I'm saying it, Hembo, I don't like the way it sounds. Well, that combined with your two lattes this morning, you are on a roll. That load management rant that you just had is a byproduct of that 10 hours of sleep that you got. I agree. I slept 10 hours. No, I didn't sleep. What is it? Man, it might have been close to it. (laughs) (laughs) The load management does work. Alarm went off 4.30 this morning, so not quite 10, but pretty close. And then I have. I've doubled up on the latte in the morning. Oh, Oh, it's a delight. You are Oh, the second latte is clutch. Clutch. I was going one latte. At first, I was going the one large coffee. Mm. Then I switched over to the latte. Yeah, we had some problems with that last week. We had some coffee issues. I'm not going to get into it. I enlisted Hembo's help. I must say you were cranky about it. A tad bit. Hembo wanted nothing to do with helping the coffee problem that we were having here. (laughs) I don't want to waste everyone's time. We did have a little coffee issue. We sort of got to the bottom of that. I've got my coffee in a place I'm happy with now. To be safe, I ordered two lattes because I wanted to make sure that I liked it. And I figured I would just have the two that one day, Mm -hmm. try them both, see which one I liked, and stick with that. What I have instead done (laughs) is continue to have both lattes. counted both. (laughs) And it's wonderful. I must say I am a huge fan of double fisting the lattes. (laughs) (laughs) I've got, you just inject the caffeine directly into my veins, and I like it. But what do you think of that? Now, those of us who work mornings, Bubba, you worked mornings with me forever. Oh, yeah. And you probably, what time do you get up now? What time's the alarm set for you? Uh, like 7.30 or okay, something. Okay, so yeah, not I early. To, I don't have to get up that early. That's not, well, that's current, not, yeah. by our standards, that's not early. But uh, 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 Mike and Mike days, what time were you getting up? Oh, Mike and Mike days around f- 4. Yeah, my, my, I was 3.45. So were you, if, if you had a night to yourself, well, generally speaking, you have pretty much every night to yourself, right? Like yeah, I what, got a lot of nights to myself. <laughs> like, what, what is an average night in the, light of, uh, in the life of Bubba? I'm just curious. Uh, you know, watch the Mets, watch some Law & Order, and go to bed. Oh, I like that. The SVU? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll watch any of them, but that's the only one left. Big fan. Yeah, big fan. You, I like that show, too. Yeah, you, yeah, you are. I am. I, I like Mariska Hargitay. And I like the Mets, so I'm happy with you. So your night is good, too. Yeah, I got a lot bad, of sleep. But I do enjoy sleep, for sure, yeah. If I got nothing going on and, uh, you know, just go to bed, happy about it. I'm going to blame this on the hours. I'm going to say it's not as much a function of me being my age as it is just that I get up so early and I have for so long that I will tell you, doing the draft, Yeah. you know, it didn't get good until like 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. Normally, I'm fast asleep. I mean, like... <laughs> I'm, be- I'm looking at Lewis Riddick. I'm like, I'm beyond my bedtime. The Bears have just traded up for Justin Fields. <laughs> you think I was drinking lattes today. You should have seen me in Cleveland. I bet so. Leading into that. Anyway, thank you for letting me get that off my chest. And I hope that I didn't overdo it on my NBA thoughts. But that, that really rubbed me the wrong way. Anyway, let me hear from you. We haven't done phone calls enough this week. And so let's make today's theme how we feeling. 
I'm just curious to know how you're feeling as a fan. Any sport, you got your football, you got your schedule, you got your baseball, you got your basketball, whatever it is, how we feeling? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is my phone number. I want to know as a fan how you are feeling. And we will get to you right after this word from Vivid Seats. Listen, the 2021 NFL schedule is released. That means the NFL season is around the corner. Live events are making a comeback and there's no better place to be than Vivid Seats to get back into the action. So grab your NFL tickets, cheer on your favorite team from the stands. It feels great to finally be able to say that. We got the Jet schedule comes out we'll get to here. All the fans are ready to roll right into their seats. And even better, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can earn up to 9% cash back it is a great time to be a sports fan and vivid seats will help you be the part of the action that you have so dearly missed visit vividseats.com or download the app today vivid seats experience it live i'm greeting on espn radio Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Without question, the strangest thing about the NFL schedule release and all the talk about the NFL schedule is trying to add everything up to 17. Like, that is going to take some getting used to. I'm old enough to remember when there were 14 games in a season. I don't really remember what it felt like that first year that it went to 16. And it was 1978, I think, or something like that. That's right. So it's a very long time ago. This is going to take some getting used to. Remember what you asked me this morning about Monday Night Football? Yeah. You asked me, how is there a Monday Night Football game on January 3rd? Right. And it's because there's another week. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's not the end of the season. The season doesn't end. That's why I knew that off the top of my head this morning on January 9th. But anyway, we've done a lot of talking. Now we want to hear from you. 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number. Uh, It is time for your calls. And the question is, how we feeling? As a fan, how we feeling? Bubba, who's first up? First, we have James. All right, James, how we feeling? I'm. I got. Can't lie. I'm a little exhausted as a sports fan. I'm. I'm both a Tim Tebow and Russell Westbrook fan, and uh, I cannot believe that after all these years, you know that they are both still so polarizing. You know, 15 years with Tebow, 10 plus years with Westbrook. It's. It's crazy how split the sports world is on both of them. That's, it's an interesting thought. I, I agree with you. I think the sports world is much more split on Tebow than it is on Wilson. Generally speaking, there are some people that don't like Russell Wilson, but I think everyone thinks he's great, right? I mean, does anyone not think Russell Wilson is great? No, everyone thinks Russell Wilson is great. I think great. everyone Russell thinks Westbrook, he's great. I think he said it. Right? T- Tebow, what'd you say, Bob? It's Russell Westbrook. 
Oh, did he say Westbrook? I'm sorry. You know, I don't always hear as well here. Did you think he said Wilson? I was with you, too. <laughs> I thought he said Russell Wilson. Yes, Russell Westbrook is a much better one. Russell Westbrook, as I said earlier this week, is both the most underrated and overrated player in the NBA. And it is, I would have thought it was impossible to be both of those things, but he manages to be. As far as Tebow is concerned, he's polarizing for a variety of off-the-field reasons. And as I told you the other day, I liked him. I know him. I think he is an intellectually honest person. His beliefs and mine are not similar to each other, but I respect him for having them. And, and I think he got the short end of the stick as an NFL player. I think he should have gotten a shot at quarterback. I'm not telling you he could have made it, but I'm telling you he deserved a better chance than he got the way it ended for him. So I don't begrudge him wanting to have the chance to bring it back. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? We got Eddie. All right, Eddie. How we feeling, Eddie? Hey, Greeny. How you doing, man? Good. I just wanted to let you know that I woke up and I feel great because Justin Fields is my quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is leaving town. And guess what? The Bears are making the playoffs and we're back, man. We got the best team in the North. We got a tough schedule, but guess what, man? Doesn't matter because we're great. That defense is great and our offense is going to be even better. I actually can't believe I'm saying this, but I think you're right. The Bears do have, by record, the hardest schedule of any team in the NFC. But if you look at the turnover at quarterback in that division, the only one that's heading in the right direction is Chicago. Like, Green Bay, I think, is about to go away from Aaron Rodgers, which is horrific. Detroit just got Jared Goff instead of Matthew Stafford. I think my personal opinion is that's a step down. Kirk Cousins, I think it's sort of coming to an end there. They showed you that by drafting Kellen Mond. And the Bears have taken a dynamic, young, potential you know, star. They've got a quarterback with star potential in Chicago. I, I think that the Bears are the team heading in the right direction. And look, they made the playoffs a year ago. And they've added a playoff team in the conference. So I agree. I believe the Bears will make the playoffs. And if the Packers do trade Aaron Rodgers, I think the Bears could win the division. I absolutely do. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Mike. All right, Mike. How are we feeling? Hey, good, Green. Just want to let you know I've been a Nets fan since I was a kid. And I, I honestly can tell you that it's a little frustrating me that I really like and more enjoy watching the team from two years ago that I thought had so much more chemistry and more exciting to watch. And I think that that's what we lost in basketball. And if they don't win the championship in the next two years with these three guys, I think it's even worse than when they traded away their entire team for the Celtics. Thanks. Yeah, look, I mean, the Nets clearly, I don't know how much of an emotional attachment fans have created to them. Like, I thought all those guys coming to Brooklyn had a chance to sort of really tilt a little bit the dynamic of, of the basketball fandom in my hometown. And there are two primary reasons, I think, that it hasn't happened. One of them is that the Knicks have become relevant again. Like, if this had happened three years ago when the Knicks were just mired in unwatchability, then I think it might have had a little different impact. The second is that a combination of the pandemic, meaning no fans have been able to go to the games, and the three of them never play together, that how much of an emotional attachment can you have to them? You haven't seen Durant didn't play at all the whole first season. Now, that's not his fault, obviously. He had a torn Achilles. But you had no Durant at all the first season. And this year, again, the three of them have played seven games together. So it's very hard to create an emotional attachment to a team. So we'll see. Yes, if they don't win the whole thing in the next two years, I agree. This They will blow it up, and it will have been a, an enormous disappointment bordering on a total failure. I, I think that's totally reasonable 
to say. Bubba, we have time for one more. Who we got? Let's go to Sal. All right, Sal, you're on ESPN Radio. How we feeling? I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling great. Hey, I can't wait for NFL season to start already. Well, I'm delighted to hear that, Sal, and I feel very much the same way. Thank you for the call. I was looking for something with a little more specificity than that. We asked him how he was feeling, and he answered our question. That's true. See, so sometimes, so let me give you a little talk show host 101. One of the things I've tried to do is sometimes callers, you try to, to, to head off when you're taking phone calls, just the, how are you, Greeny? I'm good. How are you? You know, kind of thing, because if you're listening in the car, I know as a listener, I don't need to hear that seven times. So I try and ask a direct question in the interest of getting a direct answer. <laughs> so when I say how you feel, and I'm hoping he'll say I'm feeling good as a fan of blah, blah, blah. But I, I recognize that on some level, I set myself up for that. I said, Sal, how are we feeling? He said, I'm feeling good, Greeny. And then he just stopped there. And I kind of, there was nowhere really for me to go. <laughs> so every now and again, the best laid plans wind up with a little dead air. We have a huge hour coming your way. Two big names could be traded. And speaking of big names, to me, there's no bigger name than Costas. He's on the way in our next hour on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.